Hello and welcome everybody to today's News Tonight, episode 96. We're just four away from episode 100. This is, of course, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons to discuss the day's gaming news. As always, I'm your host, Ash Paulson, and I am joined today by my wonderful friend and co-founder, Steve, Steve Bowling, as well as Derek over here, Derek Bittner in his bathtub. It is... Derek Drippner Wednesday officially it's become a hashtag and yeah and he's wearing his good vibes gaming t-shirt I love it Derek how's it going over there in bathtub land man uh, I'm good I think I got the water just right not too hot not too cold so I'm not dealing with nice. you guys issues at least as of right now I don't I'm not sure if it's gonna get cold as we go along but uh <laughs> feeling good got my hat we're off on the high seas got this nice tropical background that Amy has set up for hers I have complete the image by Seagram's Wait, that's not the- I love it. I love it. Dude, yeah, your, is- your setup is by far oh, yeah. the most elaborate of all of Hold us. Hold on. I got, I got uh, Amy's whole setup here. Be our guest. <laughs> nice. With Belle. With Belle. With oh, Belle. too good. There we go. I was about to say, fill that shit with booze right now. <laughs> yeah, booze out of the Be Our Guest. That's great. Okay, now you can pour it in. There we go. Pour it in. Just, just pour it straight down your gullet, bro. Do it. Yeah, there we go. Oh, so good. He's too fancy for that. I would have drank straight out of the goddamn kettle. I want to be served Seagrams. Nice. I want to be your guest. I want to be served Seagrams in a bathtub, man. Damn. You, you by far officially have the the fanciest bath setup of all of us. By the way, I just want to make that clear. Could also break out these little gems that I got years ago from a friend, uh, the Legend of Sudza. Wow! <laughs> what I, is going on? <laughs> Ocarina of Grime. Ocarina of Grime. I was going to get rid of these because I never used them, but Amy wanted to display them, so she we kept a hold of them. And then Super Mother, Super Mario Brothers Three. Man, I love it. And of course, he's holding soap. That this is amazing. Uh, this is what your $69 donation and $69.69 donations have gotten you, everybody, is Derek in this wonderful hat in a bathtub with mock uh, soap grime-related game cartridges. I love it. And also, as Cloud and Collected points out in our live audience chat, this is episode 96 on 6-9, and it's Derek Drippner Wednesday. So this it's, it's like the planets are aligning. It's a confluence of various factors just oh, telling us that this day was <laughs> prophesied, man. This was meant to be. This everything was meant to converge on this one day. And, and if I, I want, it. I got bug bites. Well, graham crackers. Nice. Uh, nice. Blitz Wolfer in the chat. My my wet Wednesday was two weeks ago. There's also bath salt, um, Epsom salt, and bath bombs yeah. in the back. We want. If nice. I want to get real fancy, I do have a bath bomb. <laughs> definitely heard bath bong at first i'm like is, is a bath bong different from a regular bong i'm, I'm confused um <laughs> be careful with those bath bombs though man i mean obviously i'm sure whatever amy has is way better than the cheap frozen two glacier grape shit i used last week but man it was awful <laughs> and it smelled so bad um but yes yeah uh steve's uh bathtub stream was two wednesdays ago but if you ask me every wednesday is wet wednesday for steve just personally <laughs> well, yeah, speaking obviously. i don't know yeah obviously uh, Oh man, new Super Ditto Brothers M in the chat and the live audience chat says Bath Bongo the Danimal's monkey. That's never gonna die. Ever nope. gonna die. I love it. Um, but yes, of course. So we've got Derek, of course, in our in our tub today for for our bathtub stream. Uh, but we do, even though it is uh, Derek Drippner Wednesday, we do have a lot of news to get through. So 
Let's go ahead and jump right in and well, uh, get that. Before that, we did get some more uh, Super Chats. Oh, I was going to grab that between the first and second story since we had been going for a while. But oh, no, okay. I, I figured grab it now while it's still somewhat re- relevant. Fair enough. Then uh, we have a $4.99 donation from Klaxend saying, So, the tech issues weren't to build suspense for Dripner. I thought oh, it was well. scripted given to the they 6 9 No, they definitely were not. And thank you so much for the donation. Not scripted. You know, tech issues, that's just how we roll at GVG. But, you know, we're slowly ironing them out, and it's all good. Uh, thank you so much. We also have a $2 donation from Jaden Buck saying, Also, you guys went live at 6.09 in my time zone. That's that's some creepy shit, man. That's like some Illuminati stuff. I don't even know how that worked out, but thank you for letting us know that, and thank you so much for the donation. And uh, finally, we have a two-pound donation from Alan Wilkinson saying, Derek's hat wins the Bath Wars. Well, you know what? I almost agree with that, but I am partial to my summer hat. My summer, summer hat is special. quite good. Yeah, I do really like my summer hat. I'm gonna have yes. to bring that back for a future stream. I, I'm I'm all about the heart shaped sunglasses. I know Ash, you rocked them too. But well, you got the you definitely have the best eyewear. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah um, those are great. The heart shaped sunglasses. Not not a super chat, but I want to point out this comment because we're not going to talk about it during the episode. Uh, PSO2 NGS did come out today, Fraud Howard. I played I a that. shit yeah. ton of it. I will be streaming it exclusively on our patron Discord tomorrow night. Uh, TBD. So I, I'll let you know exactly what time that is. Just stay tuned to Twitter. But it'll be Discord only. So if you're in our Patreon at any level, you can come check it out. I'm just going to play with some community members. But so far, liking it a lot. I'll have more to say on that later, though. Well, I mean, to be fair, if 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 some you know if if Mega Man X Nine had come out today, I would have a little time to hype about it. So, Steve, <laughs> let's get, let's get a little more from from you about how hype you are. The PSO two is out because you mentioned that you wanted to talk about this, real, and I want to make sure you get a proper chance to hype it up. Real, real quick, we also got a five dollar donation from Hubi says I was getting so much anxiety seeing these game those games sitting on the tray back there. Glad they're not real. This is great. Keep keep it up. <laughs> yeah, that that nice. actually did surprise me. I'm like, man, Derek's keeping with the games, like even in the bathtub. So good, good on you because I thought those were uh, real for a while, but no, no, they, um, they, I would definitely not do that. Oh, yes. you like this one, Nash? One one two donated two dollars sixty nine cents. Happy Rockman Day. Six nine is pronounced Raku in Japan. Right, Roku. Yeah, very <laughs> nice. cool. Thank you so much. One one two. Um, yeah, two dollars sixty nine cent donation. That's nice. Um, Perfect. So no, PSO two. I've played it. it. So it was originally supposed to launch at one a.m. today, and I thought about staying up, but my old man bones were like, "Nope, you're going to bed." And I was out by like nine. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I'll just wake up early and I'll play it because I got kids. They wake me up early anyway. Yeah. So 530 rolled around and I dealt with the kids real quick. And I was like, OK, let me go see if PSO 2 is up. And it wasn't. And it didn't come up till about 930 a.m. Pacific. So like eight and a half hours late. And uh, I, I got in and you guys, it's so goddamn good. It is it is awesome. ridiculous. Like awesome. the level cap is twenty, and I'm already at ten. <laughs> like, oh boy! I, I've I've been playing a lot of this game today, and uh, I'm really excited to play with the community. And uh, I'm on ship two. In case you join, it's free to play, and you can create a character on every ship or server if you want. Um, but I'm specifically on ship two, and you can't move your characters between them without paying. So if you want to play with me, that's where you need to be. Um, however, it, it's just it feels like since the original PSO2 came out eight years ago, they looked at Xenoblade and Breath of the Wild, and they're like, we really like these, and we should mash these up into <laughs> Fantasy Star. And 
it works so damn well. Like visually, it is very reminiscent of Xenoblade Chronicles. Um, Interesting. Okay. But in terms of what you do within the game and mechanically, it feels a lot more like Breath of the Wild. And it's this really interesting fusion of the two concepts that I really enjoy. Um, yep. Can't wait to play more. I'm going to play probably as soon as the show is over. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's awesome. cool. Well, but, uh, I, I take your your uh, your opinion over pretty much any, well anyone's uh, when it comes to Fantasy Star Online, man. I know you're the hardest score fan uh, of the hardcore when it comes to Fantasy Star Online. So I'm just happy to hear that you're happy with it because I know this has been a long time coming for you. Oh, yeah. This is essentially PSO3, and I'm really, really excited to be able to play it. Um, I, I I mean, we got other games to play. I'm going to be working my way through. I'm allowed to say it. I'm going to be working my way through Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate Intermission, which all yeah. of us got. Thank you, Square Enix, yes, for providing all, yep, thank all you so of us much. with copies. Oh. That was very cool. I have it installed. I have not had a chance to play it because I am st- uh, was still working on my Ratchet and Clank review. Unfortunately, I got. Uh, I also did the other thing. I was like, I'll just stay up late because I have, um, you know, only have so much time to get things done. So I'll stay up late and play through a bunch of Ratchet and Clank. And that was a bad idea because I only got about three hours of sleep that I was trying to go on, and then I got sick hard. Oh, I was exhausted. Yes, so, I'm glad you're feeling I, better, man. I only just recovered about noon today. So it took me about 24 hours to recover. So I was like, well, that lost me a lot of time. But right before the show, I did beat Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Hell I will, yes! I will <laughs> nice. be uh, working to have that review ready for launch day on Friday. So well, I have jump right into Final Fantasy Integrate. I, I cannot wait awesome. to talk about Ratchet and Clank with you. For those of you that don't know, I have also played and finished Ratchet and Clank. Yes. I'm not reviewing I it, have not. and I don't. I haven't right. talked to Derek about his opinion on it at all yet. But it is fucking stellar. It is like yeah. I am waiting to gush about this game. So <laughs> when we, we apparently have a code coming in uh, for me to use, I guess on launch day. And then uh, so my, yeah. my, my aim is to hopefully we, we hope hopefully we are either way. My aim is to have it finished myself by the time we get together to discuss it, because I'm hyped about this game as well. And I'm actually just wrapping up a playthrough of Ratchet 2016. So I have something recent to compare to, uh, even though I know, of course, fan opinions of Ratchet 2016 aren't exactly positive. So uh, <laughs> I'm just, you know, nice to have a little touchstone to compare to. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, I want to address this one last thing just before we jump in. I know there's a lot of shit going on, but Arcadian PNG in the YouTube live audience chat says, do you guys believe the Matoy for Smash from Fantasy Star Online leak? I haven't heard of that leak. And also, hell, I haven't no. either. I, I just no don't way. buy that in a million years. And the reason why no. is uh, Matoy is an incredibly popular character, but really only in Japan. And PSO is only kind of, sort of, on the Switch. It's like a cloud version that, you know, like, mm-hmm. Sega didn't put a ton of effort into getting PSO on the Switch. Like, there's a Breath of the Wild Link outfit, but there's really... I, I just don't see that PSO having enough of an audience on Nintendo platforms for it to make sense for Matoy to come to the Switch version, especially when Sega seems uninterested in delivering a native port of the game. I mean, they ported right. it to Vita, <laughs> so they could have put it on the <laughs> yeah. Switch if they really wanted to, but they were like, eh, that seems really hard. Let them have a cloud version. I'm sure it works great in Japan. It works like shit over here, and I think 99% of people in America have no clue who Matoi even is. 
Yeah, I I, I, I thought you, for a second you were uh, referring to Ryuko Matoi from Kill a Kill, and I'm like, what the no? Why why would that she be coming <laughs> soon? But then, and then I still don't awesome. think a PSO character is coming. That would be cool, but yeah, I don't think uh, any PSO characters are coming to Smash. And like Steve said, I hadn't even heard about that rumor. So uh, yeah, but. Um, well, we have had a lot to, ch to chat about <laughs> prior to the news, but let's go ahead and dive into that news. And uh, I don't really have a segue for this one, so let's just get up, on, get that up on screen. And uh, Overwatch players, get hype because you are f officially finally getting cross-platform play across PC and consoles. Uh, so this is every platform: PC, Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch. Uh, all the versions of Overwatch <clears throat> are going to be cross-play compatible. Um, and Blizzard says the update is coming, quote-unquote, soon. So we don't have a date yet, uh, and it's, this is going to be a beta beta rollout, so it's not going to be the finalized release of cross-play, but it is going to be an open beta. And this is great, you know? Cross-play is always good wherever we can get it, bringing more people together, bringing people from different audiences together. Um, I don't play Overwatch myself. I played it a couple of times, found it way, to be way too toxic uh, for my <laughs> noob self i'm horrible at it and people didn't like that so not my thing but uh i'm happy for the you know existing overwatch audience that they're you know gonna have cross play and have people from different audiences play together do either of you play overwatch i don't think so no. right um I played okay. it when it first came out for a little bit and i enjoyed it i was ended up being a mercy player but i didn't stick with it too long just because my big problem with it was they had all these wonderful story trailers, these interesting characters, and right. then they do nothing with them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The, the lore is legitimately so interesting, and you see that reflected in these trailers, like you said, Derek, but then there's just no tracer of that in the actual game itself. And, yeah, I, now I guess there has been some rumbling, at least, that Overwatch 2, whenever the hell that actually surfaces again, is going to yeah. maybe have a little bit more story content. With It'll have a story itself. mode this time, which right, good. Right. They, they, good. They, 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 yeah. they did the Titanfall uh, thing where it went from no story in Titanfall 1 to a story mode in Titanfall 2. It's like, hey, people like these. Let's do this. Right. Yeah. Especially with such a character-based game. Yeah, exactly. The the character designs and just the, the characterization of you know of the cast is so strong. Uh, it seems odd to not have that kind of story content to build them up in the game itself, but it seems to be something they're addressing for Overwatch 2. Uh, just to go back to the crossplay thing for a second, if you are interested in this, you are an Overwatch player, uh, Blizzard says that to jump into the crossplay beta, you will need to make a Battle.net account first, if you haven't already. Uh, it has been a requirement for PC players so far, but it's been optional on console. Uh, you will then need to link your console account to Battle.net within your, within your account settings. Um, and yeah, so if you do want to take advantage of this, whenever the update does drop, you'll need to do that first. And this by way comes, or this comes by way of the verge.com's uh, news story. So yeah, uh, go ahead and make those preparations if you are interested in uh, playing Overwatch crossplay. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's interesting that it took this long to for it to come to Overwatch, considering how long the game's been out. But yeah, <clears throat> better late than never, I guess, right? I mean, I guess the hope is that they'll integrate it here and it'll be all set to go for Overwatch 2 whenever that comes out. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's kind of what I'm thinking is that this is kind of, one, a test for how crossplay will work in Overwatch, and two, a reminder that Overwatch is a thing that maybe more people should play. It's definitely not my mm -hmm. thing. Uh, I, I struggle to understand the popularity of Overwatch. It's just, I look at this game and I'm like, why 
<laughs> why do people want to play this? There's nothing in here that I find entertaining or of value. Uh, but everybody I likes different for shit. a while, but yeah, didn't hold my interest. Yeah, I played uh, it a few times, and like Ash said, man, the player base just sucked. I was so <laughs> like, I was like, there's no room to learn how to play this game because everyone's pissed that you're not like esports level pro the minute you jump in. <laughs> the yeah. League of Legends effect, right? Pretty, pretty um, much. Well, Speaking of learning to play, Cloud and Collected in our patron exclusive live audience chat says, if Ash, Derek, and Steve ever want professional coaching in time for Overwatch 2, I got you. And all I have to say to that, Cloud and Collected, is famous last words. You think, you think we're not that bad. You think, you know, we're probably suck, but we're not, you know, you could still mold us into decent players. Nah, you have no idea just how awful I am. At most shooters, but but Overwatch, I guess, in particular. So I don't know, man. Don't, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't want to put you through that horrible experience of trying to make a decent player, uh, Overwatch player, out of me. I'll co-sign um, on that. I'm terrible. I I, yeah. I, I am beyond help. Uh, okay, I can but too. there's a reason I chose Mercy. I don't have to do crap. I just keep this person healed. <laughs> yeah, right, that's fair. right. Which, yeah, totally fair. Um, before we move on, though, we do have a uh, super chat from Rubberman202 with a $5 donation saying, Derek Saylor hat reminded me that today is Donald Duck Day. His debut cartoon was 87 years ago today. Wow. wow. That It's amazing how many different the more things are converging on this day. This is amazing. Um, so Donald Duck, he he's that guy from Kingdom Hearts, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, one okay, of the few guy, right. square characters that can actually cast Zeta Flare. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, no, but thank you so much for the donation, Rubberman. Uh, that we really appreciate that, and that's so cool about Donald Duck Day being today, along with being Derek Drittner Day and June 9th and episode ninety six of TNT. This is wild. Um, uh, we well, did have I, two two more. Uh, yeah, two others. I didn't, I didn't so we had a drink bad. to the past that said, "Did not expect Derek to have the swankiest tub." Oh, I did for some reason. I really did. I did too. After he, <laughs> after he hyped it up. Yeah. Amy, Amy, oh, and, uh, this is really this is Amy's tub. <laughs> this is actually the first time I've used it. <laughs> that's what we call community property, my friend. I take I take exactly. Uh, I take credit for every nice thing <laughs> Ashley has put in my house. <laughs> Thank you so much, Drink to the Past, for that donation. And we also have a five Canadian dollar donation from Bongo Lover, of course, Bongo Lover, saying, what Patreon level does Bongo have to be to get y'all in a bath with him? You know what? Bongo can be in the bath with us for, for well, at least for me. I don't want to speak for my co-founders, but he can be in the bath with me for free. All right. He doesn't, he doesn't need he's, to donate He's in the bathtub in my heart. <laughs> hey, I should have got animals. I just realized. Oh, that would have been perfect. Oh, you know what, though? Yeah. I, I I will put it out there. If if uh, Bongo becomes a member of the EP squad, I'll go on eBay and find a Bongo plushie. And next, I, he'll be part of the show somehow. I'm not going to say in a bathtub, but if Bongo joins the <laughs> I mean, EP squad, does a, he'll do find Bongo his way into the set. Exist? There, there has do to be. Do Bongo one. plushies exist? Like, why, do they? I mean, what kind of Bongo exist? merch is there? They couldn't. They couldn't. Maybe. Danimals, they, Bongo. I, I'm plush. seeing something that looks like it could be that. Well, there's Bongo Cat. I don't know what Bongo Cat is, but what? I'm uh, limited to how much I can search this setup, so I'm gonna have to leave. Danim plush <laughs> doll figure. There, there is an, a Danimals monkey that is not necessarily Bongo, but it is a monkey, right, and it is a Danimals branded plushie. I think that counts. <laughs> I think it counts too. There, there really is. You will find anything on the internet. Really, just I mean, saying. it's just wild that there's even. Oh yeah, yeah. Amazing. Well, uh, I did mention that, uh, you know, Overwatch getting crossplay is better late than never. And uh, this next news story has to do with a series that also kind of 
has a better late than never thing going on. So let's get that up on screen. So if you, like the rest of us, are just waiting, waiting and waiting for Metroid Prime 4, anything on the Metroid Metroid front, don't have a new game for you, obviously, not yet, but there is a new seven-minute Metroid Attack of Ridley fan movie that has just been released, and I watched this yesterday, and you know what? It's not perfect, but it is pretty damn cool. Uh, it's it's a seven minute short film by the YouTube channel Devin Supertamp, and Samus is played by Ainsley Bircher. And honestly, I was really impressed by a lot of the production values in this. Um, now, Derek, as our resident Metroid super fan, we all love Metroid, but you know, you're like our Metroid super fan. Have you watched this yet? I have not. I have not had any okay. time yet. I think I was not feeling great, and uh, right. I I find it you know. I, I'll have to watch it because I'm a little familiar with uh, Metroid movie scripts. <laughs> right. Exactly. Just a little you bit. certainly are. Just a little just bit. Just a little. The, the main thing for me, and like I, I said, I was... Just from looking at it. Yeah. No, like, as I said, in general, I watched it and the production values are great. I mean, you can certainly tell here and there that it's a fan film. I think the thing that stood out to me most from a lore standpoint in, in terms of something they, I think, got wrong, and Derek, you can tell me if I'm wrong on this, but Metroids are weak to the cold. And yet, this whole thing takes place on an ice planet in ice caves, and Metroids are just flying around freely and just chilling and attacking Samus. That, I feel like, you know, that shouldn't be their habitat, right? A cold environment? Not really. I don't think that's a thing. Usually the ice Uh, beam lets you mess Metroids up pretty bad in most games. Exactly. Ice beam, five missiles, or ice beam and a super missile. And... That is not reflected in this, but I also, you know, I don't want to be that person who's like, that's the one thing they got wrong. Okay, maybe they got that wrong, but in general, yeah, this I, production you know, is pretty pretty cool. I haven't seen the whole thing, but I will say, if you're going through the effort of making a Metroid fan film, that's kind of a bigger one to get wrong. <laughs> that's, it is. That's like making a Spider-Man movie and making Venom impervious to fire. <laughs> like, it, it just no, doesn't I, make you're sense. You're totally right. But, yeah. Yeah. Is it is a bit a bit of a a hole a, a, a wide gaping hole in the lore? I just meant that yes, it's, it's good to point that out, but also I don't want to shit on this team's. Oh yeah, either. yeah. Oh god, it's no. yeah. This is a really incredible production that they put together on a fan, yeah, presumably a fan budget. So um, yeah, hats off to to uh, the team for creating this, and yeah, even if it isn't perfect, I'm, I'm really impressed by what they put together here, and uh, it'll, you know, for me at least, it helps stave off the weight a little bit, just a little bit, for Metroid Prime 4, and hopefully a new 2D Metroid that maybe we're getting, who knows, but that would be nice. Um, but, so, Steve, you said you played, or played, watched a little bit of it? Just, just like a few seconds, and it, it's right. pretty good. I like it. Um, it. It definitely, you know, it takes it's, a lot it's of... It's a cool proof of concept, I think yes, is the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about it. You know, obviously, uh, they don't have, like, the money or the resources of, of uh, even, like, a semi-pro fan film. But, I mean, it's clear a lot of love went into the creation of this thing. It just makes me want, like, an official sanctioned Metroid movie all that much more. Just because oh, God. I, I feel like sick. Nintendo yeah. is sitting on a lot of great IPs that could transition to Hollywood very well. And mm-hmm. I understand why they haven't done it. You know, history being <laughs> a guide for that. But... It's time. Like, I hope that this Mario right. Illumination movie we're getting does well and well enough for Nintendo Same. to say, like, hey, let's finally get a Zelda movie or a Metroid movie out there. Hell, give me an animated Star Fox movie. Like, anything. Uh, animated Kid yeah. Icarus. Something. 
Give me a Smash Brothers anime. <laughs> that's what I've come to is a Smash anime. Just that Palutena's reveal trailer instantly just made the light bulb go off in my head that a Smash Brothers anime could be just an incredible thing to behold. But uh, I'm not going to be holding my breath for that. Uh, and Metroid may or may not be at E3, but this next news story has to do with games we now know will definitely not be at E3. Ooh. So let's get that up on screen. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this comes from PureXbox.com, and that is that Gotham Knights, Suicide Squad, and Hogwarts Legacy will all be no-shows at E3. None of them are going to be appearing, um, and we don't exactly know when we're going to see uh, more from these games. I know, you know we've certainly talked about Hogwarts Legacy before and how none of us really want to see anything more from that game given uh, you know some of the stuff surrounding that. But it's, it's a shame that we're not going to see Gotham Knights and uh, Suicide, Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. Um, they are all set to release in 2022, as a reminder, but we don't really know if we're going to see them highlighted later this year or not. Uh, I would imagine, though, that if they are coming out in 2022, we got to see something later this year. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. like there's uh, there's got to be room for these games to be shown later on. Hogwarts Legacy, I think, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that it's taking break. I honestly <laughs> forgot about Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad. I like I Gotham Knights, I could have sworn was squad. out. I mean, both of those only got like um, animated, like uh, CG trailers, not gameplay trailers yet, as far as I can remember. So I think Gotham I think... Knights got gameplay. I thought it did. Did it? I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It's been a while since I've seen that reveal trailer, so I could be wrong. But well, the weird thing is that Gotham Knights looks like it takes place in the Batman Arkham universe, but it doesn't. <laughs> Which right feels weird. They got a gameplay walkthrough, so they did show some early gameplay off for oh, Gotham okay. Knights. Um, but to be like like you said, Steve, I Gotham Knights I had in the back of my mind, but I completely forgot that there is a Suicide Squad game coming, and it feels like, given how little we've heard about it, that it's probably still a long way off. Maybe I mean they say 2022, but I'm kind of wondering if it's going to even make that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's where I get a little confused by all this. I feel like there has to be yeah, something going nice, on yeah. there. Gameplay. But, right. Yeah, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd like to see some gameplay for any of these, but honestly, Hogwarts of all of them is probably the only one I have any real interest in, like in terms of just oh, yeah. as a game. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not a big DC guy. Suicide Squad, the movie was awful. It was so boring. I, I've not watched it, but I am excited for the James Gunn sequel, uh, not sequel, yes, but I, that I, Oh, right. I do want to see his reboot. Guardians of the Galaxy movies are awesome, so hopefully he, he could pull some of that magic with, with DC's characters. Because it's not like they're I bad mean, characters. Such a large cast. There's a lot of these guys that are going to die. True. <laughs> Just got to wonder how. <laughs> right. Well, I guess since we're on the subject, I have to ask, quick aside, have either of you watched the first episode of Loki yet? No. Not yet. I'm hoping okay, to either, later tonight, maybe. But I'm looking but forward to it. Okay. I've heard good cool, things, cool. everything I've heard yeah. so far. Ashley I did I... see that... Uh, Oh, go ahead. Uh, Tara Strong is playing uh, Miss Minute, like an animated oh. character in that. Oh, wow. Oh, interesting. Okay. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Nice. All, all I was going to say is Ashley and I try to find time every night to watch at least one TV show before we go to bed or a movie or something. We made our way through all three John Wicks recently. They're great. Uh, <laughs> oh, John Wick is awesome. Yeah. Good yeah. Stuff. Any, any and I man just, uh... who goes on a homicidal rampage after someone kills his dog. 
is a-okay in my book. <laughs> well, totally, right? And I just read, uh, or I, I was, I've, I mentioned on Monday how uh, my wife and I have been watching the It Man films. Uh, Donnie Yen is going to be joining yep. Keanu Reeves in John Wick 4, and that's yeah. going to be awesome, I guys. Love, like, I love how the Ip Man movies start off semi-biographical and just devolve <laughs> into crazy shit. Like, the more you get it. Like, he fights Mike Tyson in one of them. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. That's the one we just watched, It Man 3. It's like, why is Mike Tyson in this? It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You stop caring after a while just because it's so fun. Ip exactly. Man is the Fast and the Furious of Kung Fu movies. Is really what right. it comes yeah. down to. They're just like this shit would be cool. Make it happen. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to watching Loki tonight. Hopefully, uh, after yeah, binging PS going for a while. <laughs> back to Warner Brothers and I, potentially even Marvel. Um, what do you think Warner Brothers is going to show if they're not have those three big games? Like, what else do they have? I mean, we have heard the rumors of like NetherRealm working on a um, uh, Marvel game. Is that right? Like Another realm show or? is has has to have something ready to show at least, mm -hmm. because they they produce games at a fairly rapid clip, and Mortal Kombat 11 has been out the door for a couple of years now. Mm -hmm. uh, right. So I would say the time is right for them to show something. And Ed Boon has been teasing lots of different things on Twitter lately. Uh, mm -hmm. He's been teasing a Marvel game. He's been teasing a remake of a previous Mortal Kombat game. Um, mm -hmm. and didn't it, he also tease like a kaiju game as yes, well? He teased uh, a kaiju fighting like game. interest or something. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. you know, there was also, we, we reported on several episodes again ago, a few weeks ago, uh, Injustice is getting an animated movie. Maybe we'll get mm -hmm. like a sneak peek of that during E3. Oh, that would be so cool. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, that's happening. Um, I know there has been some, at least some chatter about, Injustice 3 maybe eventually being a thing, and I think it probably will eventually be. Yeah. Um, do we think it's time for, for that to get a surprise reveal? I mean, that's kind of what they've been doing is going Mortal Kombat Injustice, Mortal Kombat right. Injustice, so it would yeah. fit the pattern. Real quick, Autistic yeah. Weeb in the chat, in the YouTube chat asks, is this live or a pre-recorded video? This is absolutely a pre-recorded video, and we just knew you would say that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. No, it's uh, it, it's uh, totally live with the switch to season two of TNT. We went live public for all, even though we did used to have pre-recorded VODs for public release. But we decided mm. we want to do live public for all, and it's been working out for everyone, we think. So, yeah. But, um, all right. Well. Speaking of crazy shit, we were talking about, uh, you know, Loki and, and stuff, and this next story, crazy shit indeed. Let's get, up, get that up on screen. So, remember the original Super Mario Kart? Well, a pro hacker has restored the, uh, restored, restored the official track editor Nintendo used to build Super Mario Kart's tracks. Now, of course... Steve, you are our resident uh, tech guy, so, you know, I, I definitely am familiar with some of the stuff here, but I'm certainly going to be leaning on you to explain some of this stuff. But basically, uh, modder, a modder by the name of, by the name of Mr. L314 uh, discovered references to the track editor within the code for an early prototype of Super Mario Kart, which was released or leaked through the Nintendo Giga Leak that happened last year. Um, and the leak prototype revealed the code for Super Mario Kart's SFX DOS functionality. And essentially, Mr. L314 was able to restore this functionality and create his own custom repair 
for features that were missing from the leaked prototype. And this modder, uh, on, or furthermore, on top of that, the modder has told Video Games Chronicle, where this story comes from, that he plans to release the repaired 1991 prototype publicly in the coming weeks. So we're going to be able to actually use and experience the track editor that Nintendo originally utilized to build Super Mario Kart's tracks. Steve, I have to throw this over to you. How fucking cool is this, man? This is this is insanely cool. This is wild. Right? Um, there's There's kind of like a lot of mystery surrounding Nintendo and, and the processes they use to create games, right? Like a lot of people work in open source engines that everybody can kind of learn how to use. And Nintendo does a little bit more of that these days, but in the eight and 16 bit days, uh, you know, hell, even into the 64 Nintendo used proprietary tech for all their games. And so to kind of get this look under the hood, so to speak of Mario Kart, the original super Mario Kart is really crazy. Like we get to see, you know, I think uh, a lot of people think about Nintendo's track design and we assume like, oh, they're drawn out on paper and then they, you know, program that in somehow. And it's it's really interesting to see that there was literally a point and click editor for these things. And they could be like, oh, that turn is a little too uh, too sharp. Let's just tick tick and move it up a bit or make it easier. And that is insanely cool. But also leads me to wonder how the hell Nintendo didn't crank out a second Super Mario Kart on the SNES if they had such right. easy-to-use editing tools. Like, you, <laughs> you would think that they'd be like, yeah, just release, like, 13 more tracks and let's charge another 50 bucks for it. <laughs> right. I mean, I would have bought would it. Think. Yeah. Well, hey, maybe we can get DLC for the Super <laughs> Nintendo Online version of Super Mario Kart. With <laughs> They're like, yeah, well, now that you know how the sausage is made, yeah. fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the other thing is that I wonder if Nintendo... Nintendo is going to try to halt this at all, at all because you know how protective yeah. they are of their proprietary stuff. And as I was reading through the article, this he was able to get this program and find out how to sort of complete it because it was in the Giga Leak. And he's mentioned about trying to restore other track editors for later Mario Kart games that right. are also released in the Giga Leak. So it's one of those things where. It's cool, but it's like, what is Nintendo going to do? Are they going to let him alone, yeah, or is this going to be a ninja? I almost feel bad reporting on it, because you know, that, that, of course, just draws more attention to it. And I want this prototype, this restored prototype, to be released. I want people to be able to experience this and build their own tracks. I want to see custom tracks. I want to see what cool shit people are going to make. But the great, you know, the, the, the great struggle, I guess, is that the more people talk about it, the more people, I guess, cover it, the more attention it gets and the likelier it is that Nintendo may DMCA it. Um, at least so far, this isn't like the thing where that, that idiot ROM site runner, you know, charged members a premium uh, prescription to download ROMs and took, you right. know, tried to fight Nintendo in court without a lawyer. I mean, this, this guy, Mr. L314, he's not selling this for a profit. This is going to be available for free. He's not looking to profit personally off of this. So that's a point in his favor, but that, that hasn't always stopped Nintendo either. So it's hard to know what's going to happen with this. Yeah, um, I'm I'm of the mind that the worst step this person has made so far is signaling their intent to release it. They should have just released mm-hmm. it. Just released yeah. it, um, yeah. Because now Nintendo has, however long this person decides, to drum up a cease and desist and get it to this person before they can put it out. And I'll right. be honest, I would I would lay good money that Nintendo is doing exactly that right now yeah they're finding this person's mm-hmm. info which they absolutely will and then they are going to 
you know, C&D the hell out of this guy and say, hey, if you if you release it, we'll just destroy your life with a lawsuit that you can never afford. Um, right. Which yeah. is kind of shitty, but at the same time, these are I mean, illicit ROMs and prototypes that he's messing that with. That was leaked by things. That's the thing. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, if it wasn't connected to the Giga Leak, that might be a little safer. But because it specifically came from a prototype that, that came from the Giga Leak, that could be the, the death knell for right. this. But the, I hope not. I'm the crossing weird my fingers. Thing is, though, and, and this is where I have a little bit of hope is that Nintendo seems oddly hands off with the data from this leak so far. Like they do. You would think that they would have nuked this shit off the face of the internet as soon as they could. <laughs> and yet yeah. it's still out there and people are still finding stuff from it. And I don't see a ton of activity, or at least not activity I'm aware of from Nintendo trying to shut this down, which is again really out of character for Nintendo. Um, But that being said, like, don't be surprised if this never comes to fruition, because if I were Nintendo, if, and I'm saying this as, as me, as a person who, you know, the three of us run a business. If I found somebody hacked our, our mail server and stole videos, we weren't ready to upload yet. Right. I would definitely do whatever I could to make sure those videos were on our channel and not on other people's channels. Um, and I feel like Nintendo right. would, it's, you know, probably, you know, it's in their best interest to not have this come out for whatever reason. Maybe but... maybe they think it's going to be like the Streisand effect. The more they try. Right. To... That's what I'm wondering. They think if they shine right. a light on it by suing these people, then they're just going to ruin this whole army of like, oh, we got to preserve this because Nintendo's out to get it. Right. It, it does nothing right. but generate bad PR for Nintendo and doesn't necessarily, they're not going to make money off this. There's no way. So they're, they're, right. that would be the one thing that I could see as being like a, a, a chance that this will just be left alone. I'd give it 50-50 odds, but yeah, I mean, and it's, you know, it's important to remember that, uh, you know, like with you, uh, Narukami in our patron chat uh, points out that when Nintendo, when Nintendo shut down another Metroid 2 remake, they were making their own Metroid 2 remake in-house. So, you know, there is that as well. It's not it's not as though like Nintendo goes after every single fan project out there. They had a as much as it sucked, they did have a reason to go after AM2R, you know, and we later found out that they were it wasn't apparent at the time, but we later found out that they are working on their own remake. Uh you you Narukami does add so if Nintendo DMCA's DMCA's this, they may be working on a Mario Kart SNES remake. I'm not going to go that far. I don't think that's necessarily the case as we have been saying there are other reasons for, you know, for Nintendo to go after this. But that is a point, uh, you know, in this project's favor. It's very unlikely that Nintendo is doing anything with Super Mario Kart. So, you know, they there is that part of a vested interest kind of thrown out the window and taking this thing down. So let's hope it doesn't be, because or it doesn't get taken down, because I really want to see some crazy, wacky custom tracks in Super Mario Kart. I think they're, the potential here for really cool stuff is just yeah, off, yeah, you know, off oh, the I'm sure people can come up with some amazing things. Oh yeah, yeah. I would exactly. love to see fan patches for Mario Kart with just all new courses designed using the official tool set. That would be incredible. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, before we move on to the next news story, we have three, uh, three, or sorry, four super chats actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Alex, I want you to know that I know yours came in first, but I'm going to read yours last because it serves as a perfect segue to the next story. So, thank you for understanding, but I will get to it first. We have $5 donation from Black Ninja saying, hey, all just joined. Excuse this if it was already said, but let's take a moment to appreciate Derek's <laughs> bass setup. And he still got his games there. 
I yeah, we it has uh, been talked about, but it can't be talked about enough. Derek killed it, it with this. These aren't yeah. actually games; they're so okay. super mother. I mean, it's even better. Better to be. It really is even better. Yeah. And yeah. the legend of Sudza, Ocarina of Grime. I love, I love that. I love, I love how it's definitely he... seen some armpit use or something at some yeah. point. No, no. They really stayed in a bag ever since I got them, and I have not used them because it's like, well, I don't want to use them because yeah. I don't want to go away. It's funny. When you said the legend of, my mind immediately filled it with Groose, our, our patron, the legend of Groose, because I'm so used to saying it. Groose, you have officially supplanted the legend of Zelda now in my mind. I just hear Groose when I hear the legend of. Um, but also, shout outs to Amy, Derek's, Derek's girlfriend, Amy, for, as Steve and I said, we, we know she's like responsible for 75% of this oh, whole yeah, setup. Oh, yeah, she is. Yeah, so my shout outs to Amy for making this happen. <laughs> yes, which is awesome. Um, Black Ninja, thank you so much for the donation. Uh, next, we have Scuff196 with a $2 donation. Thank you so much. Saying, Derek, can we get some sploosh, splash sounds? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know why that was as humorous as it was, but it just is. It was. I love it. <laughs> there you that, go. Is, that is the there is water in here. sound I've ever heard. Yeah, there's the, actually water in there. For those of you just joining, that teapot has booze in it, which oh, yes. is my heart. Teapots provided by Amy. We filled it with Seagram's uh, Jamaican Be Happy. And, uh, <laughs> That's even better. That's perfect. Got Jamaican Be so. Happy. Oh, That's a whole good. ass vibe. I love it. Yeah. Yep. Thank you so much, Scuff196, uh, for the donation. Uh, next, we have $4.99 for Mighty Invincible saying, It is Wednesday, my dudes. And my dude, you are correct, but it isn't just Wednesday. It is Derek Dripner Wednesday. And so it is a special Wednesday indeed. June 9th. Nice. Yes, on <laughs> June 9th, which is perfect because it was a $69 donation that, or several $69 donations that got us here to these bathtub streams. So thank you very much for the donation, Mighty Invincible. And finally, uh, Alex Martinez with a $5 donation. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Oh, did we get anyone coming? You missed a big one. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, it just came in. I'm reloading now. My bad. Oh, my God. Archie. <laughs> Darchi with a $100 donation saying, love you all. Well, we love you, too. Love you back. Thank you. Yeah, we love you back, man. Thank you so much for your incredibly generous donation. Wow. I'm completely humbled. And if this is what Derek streaming from the bathtub gets us, then, man... There are more bathtub streams in our future, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just the hat. It could, it could be the hat. Could, could be the hat. Yeah. Uh, Darchi, thank you so much for that incredibly generous donation. We, it, it, we I, I thought about putting um, my uh, wig from like oh, the Ichiban, Ichiban wig. wig. <laughs> it would be really hard to get that on here as well. But uh, I, I to say really that. want one of those Ichiban wigs. I, I know they were only part of the, uh, you know, the, the PR mailing campaign for yakuza 7 but god mm-hmm. i want one of those um all right finally we have a five dollar u.s donation from uh, alex martinez asking do you guys think bandai namco will release information about digimon survive and is this the first time y'all are hearing about it personally speaking yes i don't think i've i, I may have heard of digimon survive before this but if i did it was in passing because i don't remember anything about it so this might as well be my first time hearing about it what about you guys I don't follow Digimon too much. I, it sounds familiar, but I don't know anything about it. Yeah, Digimon has never really been my thing. I've heard of the game, but that's because I have a, f- a couple friends that are really into Digimon games. I've I've been told 
the Digimon games are surprisingly like really good. I just I haven't. Cyber had... Sleuth games are excellent. I haven't told yeah. that too. Um, Very reminiscent of Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Man, that's oh, okay. high praise. I love TMS, so I, I would check it out. But um, BJ Bovia in the in the YouTube chat, one of our mods, one of our good friends, uh, says Digimon Survive has been a development hell type game. Well, knowing Ooh. that, then my prediction would be no. I would say probably <laughs> not. Then. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I don't really follow Digimon either. My wife uh, always talks about how, like, growing up, she preferred Digimon over Pokemon, to which I'm just, like, aghast. I'm like, how could you say that? But, I mean, there are, you know, she's died-in-the-wool Digimon anime, fan, so. Anime-wise, I agree. That's fair. That's fair. The, the, yeah. That yeah. First season spe- of Digimon, specifically in the anime. Yeah. Like, holy crap. It gets yeah. really good. So, um, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't expect to see any information about Digimon Survive. Hopefully it's still coming, though, for, for you and the rest of the, of the Digimon fans who've been waiting so patiently. Uh, now, that was going to serve as the perfect transition to our next news story, but we did get two more uh, Super Chats in the meantime. So, Jaden Buck, with two more dollars, thank you so much, asking, where did you get the soap, Derek? Meaning, I guess, the game cartridge soap. I don't know. I got it as a gift from a friend, like, a decade ago, <laughs> okay, and I have no nice. idea where he got it. I guess you just have to search for it, but I have no idea where it actually comes from. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, thank you so much, Jaden. And uh, Jake Greer with a five Australian dollar donation saying five Aussie dollars for one damp Derek. I think that's a fair <laughs> exchange rate. That, I love that, it. That's, that sounds like an accurate exchange rate, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, well, thank you so much, everybody, for the donation. But going back to, uh, I'm sorry, it was. Uh, well, I'm an idiot. They got my phone's uh, waterproof. Oh, it's been oh, in my pocket this entire time. Oh, man. I'm so glad your phone's okay. That would I can't imagine your phone just being I thought, fried I thought on I thought screen. I thought I like, I'm awful. not dumb enough to have my phone in my, in my pocket, am I? Oh, my I God. It's been, the, it's been there the whole time? The whole time. The Man, whole time. Shit. That's an ad for well, uh, Apple. It right works. There. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Well, hey, glad your phone's okay, man. Um, all right, going back to Alex's donation, uh, asking about Bandai Namco. Uh, our next story has to do with Bandai Namco. So let's go ahead and get that right up on screen. And I'm so, so potentially excited about this. So, the, the house that Pac Man built recently filed trademarks for Ridge Racer, Rave Racer. Ace Driver and Victory Lap. Now I know, I know what everyone's saying. Somebody's pointed out to me on Twitter, like I haven't been doing this for years and years, that trademark filings don't necessarily lead to anything. I know that, but just let a man hope. Let a man dream. I got a giant Ridge Racer shaped hole in my heart, and it's been there for a decade now. Please let this these trademark filings mean that something is happening on the Ridge Racer front and not a mobile game. Not a mobile game. That's all I got to say. I know I'm the big... I know Encore, Encore. Exactly, that's the thing. <laughs> they fi- who, how long ago now did they file that uh, Klonoa Encore trademark? It's been. I want to say two years. Maybe it's a been year? maybe like it between a year or two. It's been way too long, is all I know, and that hasn't turned out to be anything so far. So it may never, and this may never. But I just want to believe that there's a chance this means Bandai Namco has not forgotten about Ridge Racer and Rave <laughs> Racer and the rest, and that maybe. Even if it's just ports of old games, I'll take that. Ridge Racer, I just, I, arcade racers are an underserved genre these days. I love my arcade racers. There needs to be more of them. Ridge Racer was always my favorite arcade racing series alongside OutRun. We haven't gotten a new OutRun in who knows how long either. Just 
give me an arcade racer Bondi Namco, please. I'll throw money at you for it. I just want one. Um, do you, neither of you really play a lot of Ridge Racer like I did. I've actually never played Ridge Racer. Oh, um, okay. It was, it was. I just never tried it. I mean, after you espoused how wonderful it is, I'm. If we do get a new one, I'll check it out. But I don't. I you know that's mm-hmm. about all I got for you. Right. Yeah. There's just yeah. I've, oh, I've ahead, played Steve. Ridge Racer. Like I I got mm-hmm. Ridge Racer for the 3DS when it came out. Um, I've played it in a few other platforms. Uh, I did not know that Rave Racer was a thing. I had to look that up while we were talking. Uh-huh. What is that? <laughs> it's like the PC version of Ridge Racer, uh-huh. essentially, right? Just with a different name. And then the it only had two uh, courses that were not in other Ridge Racer games. And those eventually got moved over to Ridge Racer. Uh, thanks, Rave Racer Wiki. <laughs> for telling me that <laughs> but because i know i played rave racer at some point but i wasn't i'm more like i'm, I'm more like a hardcore dying the rule ridge racer fan so i wasn't quite sure of the relationship between the two so that's good to know yeah they seem like just very similar games which i cool i guess i mean i'd be happy for any older bandai namco games to come back because i feel like uh we talked right. about this in a previous episode but they do a lot of licensed games these days and that feels like yeah, most of their mm-hmm. output uh that being said scarlet nexus is coming out from bandai namco pretty soon that looks actually really cool uh i've played the demo it, it seems i fun. still need to try it the demo really i, I gotta say it's so, it's so interesting i think it is good it maybe just i bounced off it personally because i i can't say that what i played was bad but i unfortunately did try the demo on ps5 and i just didn't do much for me i just um... kind of bounced right off it yeah interesting but clearly the clearly the polish is there i just think for me it just wasn't quite gelling with me but clearly you know what's there is quality a quality game so far mm-hmm. yeah i i i think that uh you know i'm interested to check out the full game whenever we can get our hands on that uh speaking of which bandai namco let you know about that later <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah there's there's uh I think, though, you know, I, I want them to dig deep into their back catalog. Um, Ridge Racer would be a great start for me. I'm I'm fully on board with you on Team Bring Klonoa back, though. I, I need... No, Klonoa please. is such a charming-ass platformer, and the fact that we don't have one on any platform, even, like, fucking mobile, is sad. Like, I would play yeah. a Klonoa game, basically, at this point, wherever the hell they put it. Just give me a damn Klonoa game, even if it's a re-release of an old one. I just want to play Klonoa again. But... Right. Mm. What can you Agreed. Do? I mean, I, I especially the second game because the the first game at least got a remake, and it's it's a pretty decent remake, even if it isn't as good as the original. But Clonoa Two isn't really available on anything, as far as I'm aware, other than PlayStation no. Two. Yeah, only and PS2. it's such a good game. Oh my god, what a game! Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's amazing. But um, interesting thing connected to this that Yamachi reported on is that apparently Koei Tecmo recently filed trademarks for Monster Rancher in the U.S. Man, oh, interesting. So, I saw that. How okay. is that going to work? Like, the appeal of Monster Hunt or Monster Rancher was putting just random CDs into your PlayStation and seeing what monster. Which was got. cool at the time. I like, I was like, I kind of like the idea of that. Even as I never played the series, but it's like you know that's cool. Put your CDs, mm-hmm. and when you got to the PlayStation Two, you could put your DVDs in and see what monsters yep. you get. It was it was it set or was that just random? I have no idea. Because I remember my brother like keeping a log. Like he'd be like, "Oh, this Snoop Dogg album got me this monster," <laughs> and I'm like, "I don't think it works that way." I bet if you put it in again, but I, I honestly just can't remember 
who won that argument back in the day. So if any of y'all in the chat know if Monster <laughs> Rancher gave you random monsters no matter what you put in there, that would uh, help me settle a decades-old argument. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bandai Namco has such a rich stable of IPs that they mostly seem to have let fall to the wayside, as you said, Steve, in, in favor of more licensed games. And it's not as though their licensed games are bad, but, God, I just I love their original IPs so much. And I'm not even talking about just... Clonoa and Ridge Racer. I mean, Katamari, man. Ace Combat. All the way to get Ace Combat 7 fairly recently. So that's maybe mm -hmm. a, a different story. But, well, you know. World. Right, right. And, and Pac-Man Championship Edition 2 is still somewhat recent. We got uh, re-release of Katamari on the Switch, too. Though a new one would be... The first one, right. Yeah, yeah. A new Katamari mm -hmm. would be really nice. Yeah, I just, man. And I guess take, bringing things back to uh, Ridge Racer and the, these other series here that were I had trademarks filed for... Arcade Razors in general, as I said, are so underserved in the modern gaming age. And there's just something, you know, I, Gran Turismo, great. Uh, uh, what am I thinking? I can't think of uh, the Xbox racing series. Like Forza. Forza. Great games. Yeah. And, but like, but uh, Gran Turismo is more of a driving sim, right? And Forza's kind of, it straddles that line between sim and arcade racer. All great games. But there's just something about you know, drifting at 400 miles per hour around a hairpin turn <laughs> while you've got like the, you know, the Bandai Namco sound teams, electronic music pumping in your ears, you know, people like Keiki Kobayashi and, and Shinji Hosoe and it's just Hiroshi Okubo. They're so good. And it's just, it's, it's a very specific flavor of arcade racing that I miss and I could go on forever about it, but hopefully this turns into something. Uh, I would really, really like that, obviously. But, uh, so I don't just go on about Ridge Racer all day. Uh, we do have a couple of super chats before we get on to our next news story. Uh, the first one comes from uh, Treasure Box Reviews, 10 US dollars. Thank you so much, saying, a tip for the drip. Oh, my God. Nice. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Man, that's, that's, that's a lot. But thank you so much. A tip for the drip. That is fantastic. Thank you, Treasure Box Reviews. Also, two more dollars from Skull Kid Tiger. Thank you so much, uh, saying, when wet... Yoshi brand on Amazon waterproof case. So, well, Derek doesn't really need a waterproof case because we found out apparently that his phone is entirely yeah, waterproof. My phone's working just fine. That's amazing. <laughs> Hashtag that is that is incredible to me that that it's. I mean, I know it. I know Apple advertises their latest iPhones as being waterproof. I mean, that's but that's just essentially the why they get rid of the uh, the headphone port. Right, so right. They make it fully waterproof, so I guess right. it worked. Um, fine. Thank you again, Skull Kid Tiger. And finally, we have a $4.99 donation from Sketcha MPM saying, I want Klonoa or We Love Katamari Remake. The second Katamari is regarded as the best in the franchise. Do it, Namco. Yeah, I love uh, We Love Katamari as well. That's a great game. Uh, probably, yeah, the best in the franchise. I think that's probably true, although I did like Forever on PS3 as well, although I know that was kind of a mashup of, of the various games. So, yeah. More Katamari in general, more Klonoa in general, please, Bandai Namco. Thank you so much, Sketch MPM. And we also just got a new uh, Super Chat coming in, again, from a drink to the past, two more U.S. dollars, saying towards Derek's new phone, switch to Android. Well, the whole point is, his phone's fine. It, that's the amazing thing, is that his phone's fine. I, um, yeah. I love that name, though. A drink to the oh, past yeah. is oh, I know. good. <laughs> Such a good name. I, I, I love it. Just it. reminds me of like uh, you know the old days, the old flip phones when you accidentally like took your phone, into, like had your phone in your pocket, and you went into the uh, ocean at the beach. And oh, the I method when you got going. back was, I think you had to put it in. What was it? You put it in 
they had to submerge it in something. Was it sand or it's like something? Rice. rice. You submerge your phone in rice, and that would draw out the water. I, I would, right. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's, I've done that before for older phones. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought you were going to say that you had your phone in your pocket and you were going to the restroom and it fell in the toilet, which no. I had. I, I've only ever heard one person tell me that story in my life, and I was like, "There's no way other people do that." I had. I had um, a friend. It's probably along, more common than you think. I mean, but how does it get out of your pocket and into the toilet? Like, what are you doing on the, like, on your way to the toilet that your phone can come out and fall in the bowl? Like, well, maybe you, they had their phone jumping? out while they were at the toilet or something. Well, I don't see, know. I asked that question. Yeah. My friend was very specific about the fact that it was in his pocket and would routinely, because this happened to him like three times over the tenure of our friendship. <laughs> but he, okay. he would claim that he would be sitting on the toilet, like going to sit on the toilet, and it would slide out of his pocket into the toilet. And I'm like, what weird posture are you in uh-huh. as you're getting on the toilet to sit down that your pants are high up enough on your body still to where it can slip out of your pocket and fall into the toilet? Like, are you jumping? Are you like leapfrogging over the back of the toilet onto it? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I was glad to hear that you talked about the ocean. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> right. Also, no, I mean, with the dollar okay. ninety nine donation, yes, we did get Jake Greer's donation one Aussie dollar or five Aussie dollars for one. Uh, yes, Derek or whatever. Yeah, we did that <laughs> for one for one damp Derek. Damn, yes. Derek. I, I think damn, Derek's are priceless. Personally, yeah. Um, uh, Straight lace in our live audience chat brings up a great point, though. Uh, the question now becomes: Does the charging port still work? And I would add on to that and just say, Derek, when you do go to charge it, just make do everything you can to make sure it's dry as dry as possible and sure it's fine oh, but... oh i don't i don't actually use the charging port uh too often i have a, one of those you just put it on the the wireless chargers yeah. those are super cool i love yeah. those yeah that it amazes me that, that such incredible little pieces of tech can be fully waterproof now like apple android doesn't matter they're all amazing machines and the fact that they are also waterproof I mean, I'm, I'm I'm showing my age by saying how amazing that is, but it just is to me. <laughs> um, but uh, with that said, we have a few more news stories to uh, to get through, and this next one is just absolutely fucking wonderful, and I love this. Let's get this up on screen. I'm so happy about this. So, as we all know, uh, the review embargo dropped recently for Ratchet and Clank: Rift Apart, and following that, and the game getting. A bunch of good scores, high scores, positive reviews. A couple of the uh, dev team's members posted it on Twitter saying they, they didn't have to crunch even once during development and that they worked 40-hour weeks the whole way through. Um, and a quote from one of the treats, tweets is, it's possible to work on a great game without suffering. And that comes from Grant Parker on Twitter. Uh, and the whole tweet is, I'd appreciate people sharing this positive because it's important. Uh, Ratchet PS5 is at 89 average score, and I can't speak for anyone on the team but myself, but I didn't crunch once. 40-hour weeks the whole time, and then, of course, the quote, it is possible to work on a great game without suffering. Uh, That was also followed up by another dev team member, Lindsay Thompson, who said, I didn't crunch once. Entire production. A couple of late nights here and there finishing something up, but completely crunch-free. It is possible. Team wellness lets the creativity flow and they, they both add they are only speaking for themselves so they can't speak for the the entire team but this bodes really well and as far as i know nobody has come out and arguing this and saying no i did have to crunch and of course if they do we'll talk about that but thus far this seems to have been a completely crunch free development cycle on a triple a game y'all that proves it's possible naughty dog we're looking at you 
we if they if Insomniac can do it, given their incredible output output, I think anybody should be able to do that. Dev wellness should always come first. The uh, this is a big big point for uh, Insomniac because they yes. did go through some heavy crunch in the past games, especially if right. you look at um, the production of both uh, Going Commando and Up Your Arsenal back in the day, and they saw how much they just were crunching and really uh, going way too hard and really almost killing themselves over things. And they, they learned a lot in those lessons. And they basically just they had this very popular series and they wanted to get game after game after game out. And they, they were still great games, amazing stuff, but they did crunch through them quite a bit. So the fact that they were able to make this game uh, this absolutely gorgeous game uh, with so many neat ideas and features uh, is incredible. And I, I am very happy for them. Insomniac has always been um, one of my favorite developers, mainly because of the Ratchet & Clank series. I enjoy, I mean, I enjoyed Spyro. I enjoyed Resistance. Basically, everything they put out, I really enjoy. <laughs> so uh, they've right. just become one of my favorite developers. And to see them have such a good developed into such a good corporate culture over the years is uh, a a major relief i think they've done some amazing work and yeah if we can normalize this and just let it happen we'll be in good shape now hopefully you know it's getting good reviews i'm really hoping this is the game that breaks ration clank through because it's always done well obviously they've gotten sequels and they've sold incredibly well but they've never been in the conversation for too long They've always right. sort of been like, good game, but uh, no, I don't, no, nobody really talks about it. Nobody really looks at it. I'm hoping with Rift Apart, that finally changes and we get some real conversation about Ratchet and Clank and people discovering just how great the series is. And mm-hmm. uh, so we can get more. <laughs> I want more. Yeah. yeah. I, I got to say, what, I want to make two points on this one. The first, the first point that I want to make uh is that this looks good for insomniac of course but it also uh looks really good for sony i mean sony are definitely you know bankrolling this whole thing and they definitely have the ability to say hey work harder get it out faster do what you have to do to make that happen and i'm not saying that insomniac would would not push back at all but i am saying that sony could have applied an unreasonable amount of pressure and said hey we want this game for launch uh you know we want you to get Spider-Man and Ratchet and Clank ready for day one. And the fact that clearly that was never the intention, right? It's not like Ratchet and Clank was a launch game that got delayed. It was just always planned for this time frame speaks to the fact that Sony allowed them to have such a healthy work-life balance while working on probably the biggest PS5 game of the year, uh, assuming that Horizon slips, because I just have a feeling it will. But yeah, same. Um, it, it, it kind of worked out for Sony because they had a nice big game at the beginning that, that launch between uh, Demon Souls and Spider Man, and now come summer they have Ratchet and Clank as a big, almost like the showstopper. Oh uh, yeah, that right. Really shows what PS Five can do. Yeah. Well, was, speaking to that point. Oh, go ahead, Steve. Sorry. the The second point I wanted to make was that I absolutely think that this is going to be like a huge, huge game. Uh, you know, Derek, you know that I'm not what you would call a Ratchet and Clank fan, or at least I wasn't I, until a few days ago. I don't think you've played any games before this, have you? Uh, I've dabbled. Like, I've I've picked them up and I've started some. I've never finished any. Uh, mm. But this game grabbed a hold of me. Like, I'm not doing the review. 
<laughs> but you know, oh, I, yeah, like, I got to keep my opinions to myself for the most part. You can, yeah, I, I was as much as you want. <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, you know, what? I'm going to play this game a little bit, see what it's all about, see how hard it pushes the PS5. And then next thing I knew, I'm like staying up late at night, getting up early in the morning. Like I, I was not rushing to get through this game for coverage. It was just because I couldn't put it down. I fucking love this game. It is, it is my That's favorite awesome. PS5 game. And I, I, right now as it stands, it is absolutely my game of the year, hands down, one hundred percent. If I was to rate it, and I, I'll tell you what, it probably would be our first perfect score. It, it is that really? damn good of a game. It is. Not, uh, I can't wait to play it. <laughs> it'll actually be our first one because uh, Kalen, who reviewed, oh, like that's a Dragon, true. Gave, gave it gave that game a pure bliss. It's Fair, deserving. It'll be the first one for us. Yes, I right. feel like I, I feel like Ash would probably give it a pure bliss. I feel you like think it, so. I I am hard pressed to think of <sighs> someone who would not, and that is that it, like normally when I well, go into a game and I think it about happened. it critically, I'm like who who could I think of that would not like this game? And I'm like I don't know that I know of a person that loves games that would not like this game. And that is that I, is so. and in the uh, in the patron chat uh, the. Blaze Star asked, uh, "Is this a good jumping on point?" And I think Steve can answer that probably better yeah. because I've so, played a bunch. And the best I can say, it refers to things that happened in the in before, but you don't need to know them. That you got the essentials that you need that you and, need to know. And contextually, it does a great job of letting you know that that's what it's doing. Like I never, I never mm-hmm. felt like I missed a beat when they when they saw a character that was clearly part of the lore from previous games. But, like, shown in a different light. I'm trying not to spoil anything, but if they show a character out of context, and I always picked it up. I'm like, oh, okay, that must be someone that longtime fans would know. But it was never, like, core to the story or in a way that, like, as somebody who just started playing Ratchet and Clank and getting through it, you know, uh, I never felt like, damn, I wish I'd played the previous game so I understood this. There's nothing like that. They do a really great job introducing you to characters in a way that kind of fills you in on who they are and how they fit uh, if they're important or core to the story. For for side characters, mm-hmm. it's more like, oh, hey, we know you, but you're a little bit off, you know, and, mm-hmm. and they, you know, eventually even that gets fully kind of revealed to you as you get further into the game. But uh, I'm so excited. Shit. It Let, is like, it is mechanically. Oh, uh, it is visually. It is from a direct uh, directorial perspective, just a fucking masterpiece of a game. Like <laughs> there is nothing in this game that I was like, well, that I, like it's the first game where I'm just like, no notes, great job. <laughs> I've got <laughs> nothing awesome. for you, so I, I, I wish I could say, levy a criticism at it, but I won't say that for me. But this is gonna be coming as a hard a hardcore fan, right? Right. All I know is I can't wait to play this because, as I've said, I've been I've been uh, doing a Ratchet 2016 playthrough in preparation for this. So I, you know, when we talk about it, I have a touchstone, and I played a little bit of Tools of Destruction, but it was a long time ago. And I know that the fan base doesn't really like 2016, but I'm, you know, I'm still having a good time with it, and I think it looks absolutely beautiful with the PSI performance patch. So I'm sitting over here thinking, if I'm having as good a time as I am with Ratchet PS4, the one nobody seems to like, and and I it can definitely tell the writing's really weak, being tied to the movie. The writing's not good at all, really. But <laughs> if I'm having as good a time with that game as I am, I feel like I'm getting set to be blown away by Rift Apart. And I... I'm so excited. I expected a good game, and I got something far better than that. Um, nice. I'll also, Jet Set's hoping for a good amount of Quark. Um, I'll say this right now. Don't, uh, because 
Jim Jim Ward, who voices Quark, got sick and was unable to return for the character. Oh, so they Bummer. limited how much he appears, and he does have a different voice actor. So it doesn't feel that's like Quark. And that's ah, that's a shame. But because Quark is usually one of the best parts of these games, just his humor alone. But yeah, you're not right. you're not going to get Quark. Uh, if you are interested in getting the story to lead up to um, Rift Apart. Uh, the, basically, the games you just need to play are Tools of Destruction, maybe Quest for Booty, just to get a little bit in between. It's a short game; it's not exactly necessary. Um, uh, Crack in Time and uh, <clears throat> Into the in, uh, Into the Nexus. Mm -hmm. uh, those will get you the story beats that you need for this game. And uh, <clears throat> the uh, the thing I'm very curious about because I've been doing that streaming series of me playing through all the Ratchet and Clank games and preparation and celebration of Rift Apart is getting back to Crack in Time because that is my favorite to this point. And I, it's been too long since I've played it to re to remember exactly how it went and exactly, you know, you know I know it's great. Uh, there's no doubt about it. But how's it compared to Rift Apart? And I'll say that Rift Apart is up to uh, uh, up to that level of, of Crack in Time. Nice. Nice. Well, I can't. I can't wait to, to bring things back to uh, Insomniac. Uh, Beerche, I'm sorry if I got that wrong. Beerche three seven three in our patron chat makes a great point, saying, uh, and you kind of touched on this, Steve. The amazing thing about this is that they've had several projects in the PS5 already: Spider-Man Remastered, Spider-Man Miles Morales, a 60 FPS update for Ratchet 2016, and now Rift Apart. So it makes the cr no crunch thing even more amazing. And I have to agree. And this, I mean, this is proof positive that. The the triple A-est of triple A game productions don't require crunch. It's proof positive, and I really, really hope that this has a ripple effect across other developers. Not just and I didn't mean to single out Naughty Dog. That was just a, a recent example with The Last of Us Part Two. But, you know, Rockstar is another good example for you know, like I didn't mean to single them out. But yeah, I just hope it has a ripple effect on on other developers and and uh, uh, cyberpunk. I mean, we well, look what we got with cyberpunk, and that was the result of a lot of crunch. And of course, yeah. every development situation is different. Every development has its own story. But yeah, I uh, and actually, Helen, hey, it's Dingo, and in, in the chat says crunch also gets you cyberpunk. So there you go. Anyway, hats off to uh, to Insomniac, and I just hope that this has a healing effect on the crunch culture. And other developers so just all sorts of good vibes all around for this story uh yeah. before we move on we do have a few super chats that came in uh first is style boys with five canadian dollars saying hey gvg just got home glad i got to see derek uh in the bath and hope you're doing better thank you so much style boys yeah. and thank derek you. you are feeling better yeah yes i am feeling better i i uh, I crunched and I got I was punished for it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Thank you so much, Style Boys. Uh, we also have two dollars from Blaze Star Twenty Five. Thought of this earlier: Zelda, a loofah to the bath. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I, I love it. That's good. Thank you so much, Blaze Star. And finally, another uh, one dollar ninety nine cent donation from Claxton, saying no crunch, no capping. Yeah, and no, no crunch indeed, and uh, as I said, this is all just good news. And by the way, I want to make it clear, I have nothing against crunch bars. Crunch, crunch bars are delicious, but when oh, I made God, the thumb yes. today, I was like, how do I, I – like, when I was making the thumb, I'm like, how do I communicate no crunch? Oh, crunch bar, no sign. There you go. But I love crunch bars. We all love crunch bars. You We're not actually – You could have Captain Crunch as well. <laughs> I could have done that too, but Captain Crunch is also equally delicious as well. So it's there pure sugar, but it's really good stuff. Uh, all right. 
Well, let's go. Uh, let's move on from from a game I know we all are really excited about to a game that I don't know if any of us are really excited about, but there's some interesting stuff to talk about uh, either way. So let's get that up on screen. So Battlefield 2042 was revealed today, and uh, you know there are plenty of things that hardcore Battlefield fans have to be excited about here that I would not necessarily know what they mean. Like from Nibel on Twitter saying Conquest and Breakthrough Return, uh, 128 players on PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X and S versus 64 players on PS4 and Xbox One. Seven massive max maps, not max maps. <laughs> uh, dynamic events and storms, uh, seasoned with battle pass passes out on October 22nd. But here's the really interesting thing that I thought, and that is that there is no campaign. There is no single player mode in this game. Instead. Uh, they are leaning more heavily, well, fully, actually, into the game's multiplayer, and there's going to be an, uh, an evolving narrative, or like a narrative in the multiplayer mode that evolves over seasons of content, which uh, is an interesting approach. I, I don't know what it is that Battlefield fans particularly want, because I'm not one myself, but I can see this being pretty... Controversial, I guess, because no single player campaign to me is kind of a shame. But again, I'm not the audience for this, so they've kind of stepped away from the narrative, like heavy narrative in this traditional sense, ever since Battlefield right. Blind Company Two, which honestly is the only Battlefield I've played and really enjoy. I love Bad Company <laughs> Two. Uh, played that with friends a ton. Um, the the way that uh, buildings could fl- go, you know, fall apart was great. Like the fact that Oh, there's a dude hiding behind cover in that building in the second floor. Cool. Let me get my rocket launcher and just kill him anyway because uh, of the things just breaking apart. There was just something naturally fun about it. And I went to play Battlefield 3 afterwards. It's like, well, maybe I can still enjoy it. And I did not get into Battlefield 3 at all. So I've sort of stayed oh, yeah. away ever since Bad Company 2. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm interested because... It has that at those aspects that I did like about Bad Company Two, uh, like the, apparently the storm. The storms sound interesting. The uh, maps look pretty interesting. The, the they had that whole flying section, I guess. And I don't know. There's there was a bit of dumb fun that you can have with this that I just don't have with like Call of Duty and you know the other military shooters. For whatever reason, Battlefield was the one that kind of got to me. Uh, I don't know if I'll pick it up or anything like that, just because I don't have time to play multiple <laughs> online multiplayer a ton. But it's something I'll keep an ear out for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mul- multiplayer shooters are not really my my thing. I tried Battlefield Five, and that was basically an exercise in seeing how quickly I could get shot in the head. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm straight uh-huh. up just terrible at these games. Uh, Same. I, I see people have fun with them, and I'm always like, man, I wish I could do that, but. I'll be honest, I just don't have the patience to invest the time to become skilled enough to feel like it's worth my time to play it. Um, That being said, I do believe it was Battlefield that introduced me to the concept of the Loop Zook. Have have any of you heard of a Loop Zook? Loop Zook? What is that? It is this incredible stunt where you're in a plane, you do a loop, you bail out at the top of the loop, you whip out a bazooka, you shoot another plane, oh, yeah. and then you land back in your plane at the end of the loop, 
Which, I, I mean, that. if I if I did that, I would just flip my PC over and be like, I'm done. I've won everything. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much, you're not going to get cooler than that. Yeah. I've seen so. that. There, there's some cool things you can pull off in the, this game. And I always felt like a badass when somebody's in a tank and I'm taking them on and like still like ducking and weaving around them and actually take out the tank on foot. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> it does have those like pumped up modes. Like they're like... The, the, the big memory, I, I think I've talked about this before, is my uh, friends and I would um, pass the controller. We didn't play multiplayer together. We'd sit on the couch and pass the controller and do multiplayer matches one by one. And, uh, like, there'd be these goals that you'd have to unlock further things, or I, I think. Uh, and one of them was, like, get five knife kills in a match. And so we just spent each of us... Nice. Yes, but also trying to get the knife kill, and I, I was the one who finally did it, and I felt like a freaking Rambo almost because I was just going knife, 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 knife. Got like seven kills. I'm like, oh, that's this is awesome. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, it's uh, as someone who does like playing through the odd, you know, like shooter campaign. For someone like me, who's not, I've not the uh, the core audience here. This feels like a loss, but I, but I, you know, I imagine if you're really into the multiplayer element specifically. Maybe this doesn't bother you as much, but, you know, I certainly, as Steve said, I'm so bad at multiplayer shooters, and, you know, but sometimes I will like to just kind of, you know, play a Call of Duty game, single-player campaign on the lowest difficulty setting and just watch a bunch of stuff explode. That can be fun. You just run through the campaign, very low effort, and that's not mm-hmm. something that, uh, you know, this particular game is going to cater to, but, you know, if they know their audience, then doesn't necessarily need to, and their uh, Nibel does follow this up on Twitter with a quote talking about kind of their thinking behind this. And uh, this is uh, design director, uh, Battlefield 2042 design director Daniel Berlin saying, I think that's just something that enables us to really lean into what we're best at. If you look at the DNA of the studio, what we've been doing for so long, we just said, you know what? We're not going to have a traditional single player campaign this time around, but we're going to put all that emphasis and all those resources into building depth into the multiplayer because that is what we do best. And hey, if you know what you do best and you know that's what your audience wants from you, Far be it for me to criticize you for that, even if it's not, you know, what I would want. So, yeah, I wish them all the I, best. I'm very curious to see how the narrative thing works out, because they say they're going to weave a narrative into this. Narrative I don't into even that. know how you do that, but I'm kind of like curious I, to see how that shakes out. I feel like that's always half-hearted. Like, you're never... Yeah, probably, uh, yeah. yeah. It's like at the beginning yeah, of the um, match, someone's like, Hitler's here, shoot him! <laughs> and then that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as Moon Knight points out, um, pointed out before, like seventy dollars for only multiplayer is a tough sell. Yeah, depending on yeah. the type of player. But if you have EA's point. EA's subscription, then you're just paying the monthly fee. I guess I don't know. I, I, I feel mean, like maybe a lot on, of these... is, it, is it coming to series? If it, is it coming? Oh, to that's Pass? a good question. We... Well, if EA it's coming has to Game Pass. Own... There you go. If EA has what is theirs? EA Play. Or EA uh-huh. something isn't that, that isn't that part of it is Game part Pass? of Game Pass now, which seems weird. So <laughs> but, theoretically, but that's assuming I mean, EA puts Xbox this game on their service, which I don't know that true. they will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, seventy dollars for multiplayer does seem pretty steep for me. But again, I say that as someone f- for whom I, you know, I'm not the audience, so. I guess if you're really into Battlefield and, and you're really into Battlefield multiplayer, maybe that's that's okay. I again, I just, it's hard for me to put myself in that in those shoes because I really just don't know. Uh, but you know, I do I do wish them all this all the you know luck and success with the, the game's development, and hopefully they're leaning into multiplayer 
works out for them. You know, I always want people to succeed rather than not. So hopefully that's how this goes. Uh, before we move on to our final news story, I have a $10 donation from Diamond Death saying, congrats on all the success on the show so far. Uh, Derek, nice bath setup. Chug that tea. The tea, right? Uh, Steve, <laughs> stop cursing. Dude, I, I'm just as guilty of cursing as Steve is. We both curse, cuss like a sailor, which is ironic since Daler is Daler. Derek is the actual sailor today. Um, <laughs> and then Ash, say something as Shinobi and check your DMs. Uh, everyone, any new show ideas? So a little background here. Uh, I've been doing a, uh, or I was doing a small part uh, in Diamond Death's project as a character named Shinobi. And it's been a while since I've had time to really get around to do anything with it because of GVG and TNT and you know, trying to find work. So Shinobi is a character in that who, if I recall correctly, uh, uh, kind of sounds like Shadow, kind of like this. And where's that damn fourth Chaos Emerald? I tried to think of something. But yeah, so I think that's that's what that is, if, if I remember correctly. I apologize, Diamond Death, if that wasn't perfectly on point. Uh, everyone, any new show ideas? Well, we just debuted one. Derek just did with uh, Recollection. Yeah, we have recollection. I need to find time to sit down and record the, <laughs> me getting sick. That's another thing. The delay, I got to sit down and get another one of those recorded. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, it'll, be there. Just, it'll be there. Weekly discussions so of that, of course, is not a show idea. Um, and we have Steve, more ideas. We just need to actually. A couple ideas waiting the wings. We don't want to e- tease anything that we're not prepared to deliver on yet. Yeah, and E3 is kind of going to be keeping us busy because isn't uh, exactly. the, the, the Summer Games Fest premiering tomorrow? Like, we're probably reacting to that. Probably. Yeah, so Summer Games Fest is tomorrow. That that kind of kicks off E3 season officially. That's tomorrow at 11, so I do, uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to be live reacting to that. It is yeah. on our E3 calendar internally uh, that we you know, just recently built. So uh, certainly look forward to that and join us for that tomorrow at 11 a.m., I think. Um, and we'll we'll see what Jeff Keighley has, all the world premieres. Uh, that he, he, he said there's, thir- there's 30 games there. So. Yeah, we, we might have right. to dust off the world premiere counter. Maybe not the drinking part of it because it's 11 a.m. <laughs> hey, but... it's 5 p.m. Well, somewhere, man. Yeah, it's 2, it's 2 p.m. for me. So there you there go. There we go. Derek, Derek yeah. can uh, drink more of his tea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, before we move on, we do. Oh, thank you again, by the way, Diamond Death, for the donation. And uh, yes, I will get back to you in the DMs. I've just said, just been super busy with the channel. Um, Kirby Catcher with a $4.99 donation saying, Derek, please use this money to buy a bath ducky. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I Ash, can, uh, I can vouch for the keyboard f- having bath duckies. Yeah, I, I, need to, I don't want to steal Ash's I, idea of the bath keyboard. Ducky. Damn it. I'm good on my keyboard, damn it. I, I, I will I defend my internal keyboard to the death. I love it. <laughs> um, but I can... Oh, I can. I should point uh, out another thing I have here that um, I never showed off that Amy has. Hold on, oh. let me shift it a bit. Um, oh, it's, Make sure your computer doesn't fall. Got the uh, salt, the... Oh, that? I don't know what these are called, but <laughs> Amy has them. They light up and like... Uh, like oh, that's cool. Glow things. I don't know <laughs> but amy has them and other you know, neat is so like it's just so chill i love it like i want to take mm-hmm. a bath in that bath <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's it's just awesome there we but, go uh, that, yeah. that is a a very uncomfortable episode <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. ash and derek in the same bathtub I mean, well, I didn't think he was really to be in there with me but he the, can the, be the I mean, two of us can sit like this put it farther back the two of us actually now, two of us can f- comfortably fit in here. Three of us might be able to fit in here. 
One of us will just be crammed up in that windowsill like this. I'm loving it. Sounds like we're yeah. all gonna be oh, we're all gonna be bath buddies in uh, Derek and Amy's <laughs> bathtub. Oh, it's pretty Amy came in to say it's a Himalayan salt lamp. I had to get it. Had to oh, get it right. very cool. Okay, man. Well, this just went went way beyond damp Derek or uh, it, so but the, it the, sound, the, yeah. The light uh, heats up the ball so you can actually massage yourself with it. So if I want to, I can have a nice, nice little massage. Man, this yeah, is getting spicy. spicy. We went an from episode of Cribs over here. To... <laughs> 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 All right. Well, it is already 5.35, so we should go ahead and move on to this last news story. And this is a follow-up to a really good vibes news story that we reported on on Friday. So let's get that up on screen. And I am so happy to report that, that the uh, Ichio Game Bundle for Palestinian Aid has already met and exceeded its initial $500,000 goal. Uh, and it's at a new goal of $1 million now because it's doing so well. Uh, and uh, it's attracted so much attention that a wave of high-profile indie games like Celeste and Baba Is You are going to be added to the bundle soon as well. And That's awesome. I just love this. This, this was barely at $80,000 when we initially reported on it out of its $500,000 goal. And I'm looking at it now, and we are now at five, $580,000. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah $580,224 out of the new $1 million goal. And, uh, again, this is hosted by uh, indie game creator Taiba Y. And, uh, you know, all, all credit to you, Taiba Y, for putting this together. Uh, it has content from 864 creators. And for a minimum donation of $5, you can get over 1,000 DRM-free indie games. And wow. soon that's going to include high-profile ones like Celeste, again. So this is incredible. An incredible bundle for an incredible cause. Um, I just, I don't have too much to say about this other than good fucking vibes, y'all. I'm so happy this is a thing and that it's so successful. Yeah. That's yeah. really all it comes down to. Jeez. I mean, I love to see indie devs do stuff like this. I'd love to see, uh, AAA devs or platform holders do something like this, but you, you take what you can get. I'm, I'm so happy to see that, you know, this is still bringing in tons of money. Uh, folks are donating to a good cause and getting a bunch of kick-ass games in the process. So it's a win-win. Indeed, yes, and just for, still going. Excuse me. Uh, it's still going for two more days, and for everybody in our YouTube chat, I am pasting the link in there right now. So, uh, if you're interested in donating, it is a five dollar minimum donation, uh, but it's going to a great cause. And again, you get over a thousand games. I mean, <laughs> it, you're going to find something you want to play in that a thousand games. So check it out. Uh, let's see if we can help them reach that one million dollar goal. But just the fact that they so quickly broke through their initial five hundred thousand dollar goal is just fantastic, and uh, couldn't be happier for Taiba Y and just prouder that the the you know indie gaming community is coming together for such a fantastic cause. Uh, so let's see, we have a couple of more super chats here. Real, real uh, five for the super chats. Amy has supplied me with a oh. rubber ducky of my own, and it lights up when it gets into the water. See, a man. Amazing! Oh come on! Just well, it's not in the on everyone. Now. Yeah, I know, right? That's way better than my my three rubber duckies I got from uh, CVS before the uh, <laughs> before my bad stream. Maybe just out to outdo all of you, apparently. <laughs> no, that's, that's amazing, man. Amy's just happy she gets the show off her tub. <laughs> nice. Well, that's just that just sounds like uh, a recipe for future tub streams uh, by you, Derek. <laughs> so she can just show it off to more and more people as we grow. Yeah, there you go. There yeah. we go. We got to get more, I guess. Sure. We'll, we'll have to take a break because of E3 week coming up and all that. But I guess these aren't impossible to do in the future. Listen, I, right. I, I'm not saying Kitty Kong Fax is in the audience right now. But if 
they are. Show it off to more people as we grow is a perfect out of context quote. Oh Just... man, it really is. I didn't even <laughs> think about that. But you know, yeah. him, him, that th- th- GVG out of context uh, made sure to hide my Game Gear in my hand when he he did that quote, which <laughs> that out of context. That he was one of the context. Best yeah, that he was one of the, the best out of context quotes in GVG's entire history thus far. That was amazing. Yeah. No, that was okay. really good. I don't want to just take away from the super chats Thank now. you so much for that. Uh, but yes, yeah, so we have, do have two more super chats. Uh, $5 for Master of Hamsters saying, Hey, Ash, someone mentioned that today is Rockman Day, and I found out that tomorrow is Lan and Megaman.exe's birthday. Well, thank you for the reminder. I, I, as much as I obviously am a hardcore Mega Man fan, I do not have Lan and Megaman.exe's birthday memorized. So thank you for that reminder. That's awesome. Amazing that they have the same birthday. Well, there are story reasons for that. They're, oh. but they're kind of spoilery. I don't want to, you know, just in case anyone oh, okay. out there is in fact playing through the Battle Network series right now, that there are reasons, plot related or, reasons for or that. Or plan to. Yeah, or plan to, exactly, with the hopefully Capcom upcoming Battle Network collection. Hopefully, please. Yeah. Obviously. Anyway, thank you so much, uh, Master of Hamsters, and happy Rockman Day. Uh, finally, another ten dollar uh, donation from Diamond Death saying follow up. Shinobi is a major character. Yes, I should. It, Shinobi is a major character. I should have mentioned that. Uh, production is slow, so you're still good for now. Oh, any interests on GVG expanding to include comic strips? I did those GX fan ones back in the day. Um, we haven't really talked. We're all just busy, kind of keeping the channel going in between the yeah. Patreon and and everything. So we haven't really talked about comic strips, but it's it's not something we're not interested in. I would imagine, right, guys? Yeah. Hey, yes, Lady Pelvic not. is here. <laughs> hey, oh, wow. Lady Pelvic, how's it going? Oh. <laughs> Just in time. <laughs> tub. <laughs> I, I go out of my way to show up Wednesday because of this silly tub thing. You missed a lot of the things we showed off because I got Amy's uh, Bell teapot. We got uh, rubber ducky. We got, I love it. We got video game shaped soap. It's all kinds, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. And of course, the hat. <laughs> oh, of course the sailor hat yeah well yeah but since you showed up uh lady pelvic we do obviously have to show those off again and derek's setup is definitely we have agreed the the best bass setup of us three <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I don't know why he doesn't just oh. stream from there full time i'm just saying because this is really right. uncomfortable after a while <laughs> <laughs> so no shit man yeah i I'm hear you trying to shift as much as i can but i am like oh <laughs> Yeah, really we, we appreciate you shifting because we do get a little we do get a little sneak peek of uh, some leg action there once in a while when you shift. Oh, so I, I have to. I, I have to. Yeah. I'm dying. <laughs> nice. Um, but uh, thank you again, Diamond Death. And, and like I said, uh, I don't think there's not interest in, in GVG comic strips. We just haven't really talked about it because we're just so busy keeping the channel running. So, uh, but yeah, it's not it's not something that uh, I think we would turn down necessarily. So it's something we should chat about. Um. Yeah. With that said, that brings us to the end of the news. It's funny, even though it was almost 545, it feels like one it's... La- oh, thank you. Jaden Buck with one last-minute donation. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much. Jaden Buck with a $5 donation saying, Have you guys thought about hiring an editor for your videos? That way, all you have to focus on is script writing and recording. Yes, we have, and the straight-up truth is we can't afford to hire anyone right now, and yeah. we don't want anyone to work for free, period. You know, we, we are never going to ask people to work for free, uh, especially, you know, given where we, you know, our, our past. So this is not mm-hmm. what we're about. And if we had the money, we would. 
we would yeah. love to be able to yeah. hire, a, hire an editor or a few full-time editors. Believe me, I, I think I speak for all three of us when I say that would be the dream, but we just don't make enough money to hire anybody right now. Yeah, we're still not paying ourselves <laughs> fully, so... Yeah, I mean, we're not, we're not even making anywhere close to full-time, uh, you know, money with GVG, and we want to get to that point, but to get to that point, you know, you just got to get there, and then we can start thinking about hiring people, but we're just not there yet. Mm. Yeah. Uh, finally, real quick, I'll, I'll field this last one, if you don't mind, Ash. Uh, Diamond Death with a final Four. $5 donation says, last minute, how to contact you guys individually for podcast guest appearances... Uh, I believe our emails are all in our Twitter bios. So I know mine is. Uh, but either way... Uh, mine it, used to be. If you're if you're a patron, you're in our Discord, you can DM us on Discord. It sounds like you know Ash's contact information. Um, or you can just email goodvibes at good-vibes-gaming.com for all business inquiries. Which yes. I should probably put on our YouTube page. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad idea. But uh, yes, thank you all so much again for all the donations. Uh, and yeah, again, Jaden, one of these days when we're bigger and have more money coming in, we would love to hire a bespoke editor, but we're just not there yet. So for now, we got to do it all ourselves. With that said, that does bring us to the end of today's episode. And like I said, even though it's 545, it feels like things flew by. I know not for you, Derek, because I know you're sore. So <laughs> let me go ahead and get it. through this outro. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, as always, we have to give a special thank you to all of our patrons at the producer tier and above for making today's news tonight happen. Because without you, it would not be happening. And we love being here with you three days a week inside the bath or outside of the bath. Doesn't matter. We love being here with you three days a week doing this, talking about the news, chatting with our patrons. You guys are awesome. Um, but, of course, a extra mega special thank you to all of our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those awesome folks include Jared Edinger, Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Etiono Ben, Dan and Twistle, Dennis J, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, It's ATM, Octopuppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, Echo Carroll, The D-Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Kitty Kong Faxed, Angel Martinez, Vedran Hotik, 112, John, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Emerald, Azran127, Ken Rule09, Pagrima, Jake Pelka, Geller, Shiny Turkey, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Charlie Bird, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Maderos, Oram M, Sakuragi, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Fizzywig Hoyd, Critmonger, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Deaneth, Kota, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Hoobie, Wolf X Blake, Moon Macarons, Ascaron 809, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 minutes and 60 seconds, Christopher Masterson, Spicy Pandotter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, Rosa Pardo Bowling. Hi, Mom. Kotar Peck, <laughs> Scuff196, Skull Kid Tiger, AJB Cool, Blizzica, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Darik, Jeff Ed, Ray Clausen Jr., Nathan the Voice Actor, 
Mega Conrad, and finally, Hulkamaniac55. Thank you all so much for your incredible support of our channel, of the show. We love you all so much. And if you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, you can check out everything we offer over on patreon.com slash gvgaming, where we have recently refreshed all of our tiers, added new perks to plenty of our existing tiers, added a new tier. There's a lot of cool stuff going on on our Patreon right now. Our most popular uh, tier is our $5 live audience tier, which enables uh, folks to interact with us and our special guests live three times a week during today's news tonight, as you have seen in our Patreon chat in the stream window. So uh, we offer that and so many more perks over on Patreon. But even if you can't support us on Patreon and all you can do is support us here on YouTube, we love you all the same. If you could like, subscribe, ring that bell, like the video, every single little bit helps us. We really appreciate you. We love you all. And remember that today's news tonight is also on every major podcast service around the world now. So if you prefer, uh, you know, consuming our content in an audio only format, TNT is available on your favorite podcast service. Uh, But with that said, we are at the end here. So we will see you on Friday for the next episode of today's news tonight. Until then, everybody, good night and good vibes. Bye, everyone.